<laughs> All right, can you uh, start us off with a word of prayer? Absolutely. Our Heavenly Father, we are thankful for all good and perfect things that you provided us with. We thank you for the gift of fellowship, even fellowship across different local churches that we can know each other from social media. We pray for this time that we have on this podcast. Uh, ultimately, we de devote this to you, and we pray that this would be edifying uh, to the church, uh, both uh, within each of our churches as well as anyone else that may listen in. And Father, most importantly, we just pray that you be glorified. Uh, Father, may our speech be edifying. May we continue to point to your son, Jesus Christ, who is the author and perfecter of our faith. And we pray for Nathaniel, um, who is, uh, we know he's on his way, and we just pray that you just bring him onto the podcast safely. And uh, if not, then uh, we just pray that be for your glory anyway. So we give thanks to you for all things, and we lift these things up in the name of your son, Christ Jesus. Amen. Amen. Get started. Truth. Welcome back, everyone, to the Truth Talks podcast. I'm your host, Buddy Boone. With me today is someone that you've probably never heard of, and that is okay. Uh, actually, you probably have heard of him. I've mentioned him on the show before, and uh, a good friend of mine met him at uh, <laughs> in the Twitter world, but then met him in person uh, at uh, G3 conference last year, and uh, it was a pleasure. Him, his wife and my wife uh, instantly um, melted together into one person the entire time. <laughs> so that was that was pretty cool. So uh, his name is Eki Tepsaporncha. How you doing today, yeah, sir? I'm I'm doing great. It's great to be on and great to see you again. And and uh, yeah, we we had a great time at G3. And though we didn't know each other before, um, I, I had a good relationship with your pastor back when he was at Grace Community Church. Yep. Overseeing the, the the kind of youth and family ministry, and uh, just just loved loved the guy, loved his heart, and uh, and and he found many ways to encourage me and and just to uh, just, just to put uh, the love of of God's church, uh, the church of our of His Son Jesus Christ, into my heart. Yeah, and can you kind of give us a uh, a rundown of who you are and uh, what you do? So they kind of you know you you mentioned Matt and your relationship with them, but can you kind of give a little bit more, uh, you know? Yeah, absolutely. So currently I serve as a pastor of a church called Western Avenue Baptist Church. We're located in Brawley, California. That's not to be confused with Raleigh, North Carolina. Uh, <laughs> Brawley, California is down in the southern tip of California. We're literally about a half, half hour away from, from the border. So we're a border town. Oh, wow. Uh, pretty far inland, two hours uh, inland from San Diego kind of a, um, an agriculture community, a lot of uh, law enforcement folks out there. Um, I've been there since 2019. Prior to that, I was working in corporate America, but I, I was actually saved at Grace Community Church uh, in 2007. Um, I was saved there, and then I began seminary in 2010, and it was during the time that I was in seminary and, and just serving around the church that I got to know Matt. He was on staff as, the, uh, as, as kind of the family pastor. Uh, my wife was involved in one of the nurseries, uh, overseeing one of the nursery rooms. And so we, we got to know uh, Matt fairly well uh, and uh, just just a great guy. And I graduated from seminary 2016, and, and I stayed at Grace Church for another couple of years after that. And then we started doing a lot of traveling ministry around the world until finally in 2019, we came to visit uh, Western Avenue Baptist Church in Brawley, California, and, and felt that's where, uh, that's where the Lord was calling us. So I currently serve as a pastor. Awesome. Thank you for that. Uh, 
please keep in mind, I have some work being done at my house. So <laughs> you just heard a drill. It's actually right outside this window right here. But, I actually can't even hear it. Oh, you can't? Good. Well, I definitely can hear it. So, but yeah, well, I appreciate that. So, um, you know, I, I do have a curious question for you. What what uh, pushed you towards seminary? Like you get saved and, you know, yeah. you come into this like knowledge of your sin and everything like that. Right. What right. made you go into seminary? Yeah, that's that's a great question. And and certainly when I was saved, um, seminary was nowhere in my mind. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I was actually what I would call a, a deceived believer before then. So I, I had professed Christ going back to uh, college uh, back to 1993, probably. But there was really no fruit. Um, there was no desire. Um, I lived life the way I wanted to live. And when I decided to come back to the church, well, I say I decided, but really the Lord brought some events into my life that uh, really caused me to really rethink my spirituality and, and what it means to be a Christian. So I decided to um, start attending church, and I didn't even want to attend Grace Community at first because I knew just how um, just how direct the preaching of John MacArthur was. And so I went to these seeker-sensitive churches. Um, they didn't, uh, and after attending there for several weeks, I realized I was no closer to understanding uh, what what God expected of me than I was when I first started. And so I thought, I need to go back to Grace Church. I need to go back to listening to John MacArthur. And at that point, I was thinking, I hope he's still alive. I didn't even know if you know if he was still alive. I wasn't tracking with the evangelical world. So I went back, and then I started taking the Fundamentals of the Faith class. And mm-hmm. it was through that class that the Lord really changed my heart and turned my priorities all upside down. But yeah, when I was saved, at that point, I, I just wanted to serve the church. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I, didn't not, I did not think at all that there was going to be any future for me as a Bible teacher or as a pastor or anything like that. And shortly after I was saved, I just remember getting into some theological conversations, like just a few months into my salvation. And I remember there was uh, this this person I knew that uh, was trying to convince me of um, social justice. And this was back in 2000, um, t- yeah, 2007. And I, I remember writing a response why I don't believe social justice is the call of the Bible and it ended mm. up being like a 10-page response. Mm. And I remember shocking myself that, uh, wow, I don't... I, I don't even know where this is coming from, right? And it was it was all biblical kind of arguments. Um, and then I started to uh, do some men's Bible study groups. Uh, we were studying together, and then we were going through this book by Jonathan Edwards called, uh, I think it was called Pursuing the Holiness of the Lord. Mm. And we took turns leading through each chapter, and then when it was my turn to, to lead, um, they confirmed to me that they believed I had the gift of teaching. Mm. So I started to take some um, some nighttime classes, what we call Logos classes back at uh, Grace Community Church. That's mm-hmm. the Wednesday night uh, studies. I did that, started uh, eventually teaching fundamentals of the faith. And then it came to a point where um, multiple people were telling me that, you know what, um, I, I think the Lord is calling you to do more than this. And uh, so it was in 2010 that uh, I approached my pastor, Bill Shannon, and Bill Shannon said that he knew that the question was going to come. He just didn't know exactly mm. when it was going to come. So he wow. had been observing me, and he's, he's like, okay, I, I can see where he's headed. Uh, but yeah. he, he wanted to wait for me to bring up the question. So, yeah, it happened in 2010. He, he, he married my wife and I, mm. and we were coming in for a postmarital counseling session. And uh, I remember just asking him, I said, so, Bill, how do you go about making that transition from full-time work into full-time ministry? And at that point, he said, well, why don't you go ahead and fill out an application for TMS? I'll write a letter of recommendation for you. And then Alice was sitting right next to me, and she just had this look of shock on her face because we had gone there for postmarital counseling, you know, just to, <laughs> you know, 
bill requires everyone to come in six months after um, he's officiated their wedding. And, and we did, and, and we didn't have any issues to bring up, but certainly she wasn't expecting that we'd be walking out with me planning to go to right. seminary. So I, I think it was just all God's hand uh, working through the church and, uh, and just his grace upon me and, and multiple people just confirming to me that they believed I had the, the gift of teaching and preaching and, and just the desire that God was putting into my heart that, you know what, I, I really want to spend more time serving and less time just out in the corporate world. Yeah. Awesome. Well, uh, I know that there's a, a, a few people that are very happy that you made that transition. Uh, I probably wouldn't <laughs> and have. So, so, and some who are unhappy. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, Alice, uh, uh, that, that look no, of shock. Alice got over it. So, so, so to her credit, <laughs> the, the first uh, semester, um, she, she, we started that semester and she was, she was still in a sense kind of kicking and screaming against it. Not, mm. not literally, but um, she started attending a fellowship group called Seminary Wives. And uh, we had a lady named Lisa Hughes, that's the wife of Jack Hughes, go up there and speak this uh, this one time. And Alice really connected with what Lisa said. And from that point, her attitude changed about seminary and about being a seminary wife. And, uh, and, and I just have to bring this up because recently we were able to go to a, a conference, a women's conference. Um, I went there to volunteer. Alice went there to attend. And it was in Arizona. And, uh, and Lisa Hughes was the, was, was the keynote speaker. So oh, that, wow. was, that was pretty neat. Yeah. That's cool. Awesome, man. Well, I do want to get to some, uh, once, uh, Nathaniel gets on and, uh, he's, he's uh, running a little late, but I do want to get to some, uh, theological questions for you. Um, yeah. and you know, for the benefit of the folks, uh, that are listening. So I'm going to do something to you. It, this, <laughs> this is, this is, you'll, you'll like this. Okay. So, uh, the last conversation I had with Matt was about the sinfulness of sin. Yeah. And I want to get your perspective, obviously, because, you know, different preachers, you know, explain teachers, explain things different ways. Yeah. So my question to him was just how sinful is sin? And I want you to answer that. I was that was, you know, context was, you know, Hebrews 12, you know, reading uh, through there, sin is so uh, that's 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 so closely or how I learned it back in the, my KJV days, the uh, uh, sin that so easily entangles. So I wanted you to kind of give a uh, some thoughts about sin. And, you know, and then also from the perspective of you being a pastor, you deal with it uh, on, you know, not necessarily a regular basis. Not now. I'm not talking about your personal life. I'm talking about like, you know, just. Just as you know, you have, you know, people, you know, sure. people in, in the congregation that are dealing with yeah, it. So yeah. kind of give me a, uh, uh, <laughs> a rundown of the sinfulness of sin. Yeah. I, I mean, that, that really is the foundational issue. I mean, you go all the way back to the garden of Eden and the fall of man. Well, what was it? It was disobedience mm -hmm. uh, to God. Right. Mm -hmm. And when we talk about sin, I think it's important to, uh, to uh, define what, what we mean by it. Um, sin, we, we often think of um, wrong actions, and, and certainly that, that's included, any kind of actions that are deemed wrong in the eyes of God. But it's not just what you do, which, which I would call the sin of commission. Mm. There's also the sin of omission, mm. um, what, what you're not doing that you're supposed to be doing. Mm. You know, and, and kids understand this. You know, they're, they're supposed to do their chores, and then they don't do it. You know, that's, that's a sin because they're not obeying what their parents has called them to do, which, which is those chores. But there's also the sin of speech. Um, we can say things that are sinful, and there's the sin of even thought. 
We know that from the Sermon on the Mount when Jesus Christ uh, spoke about how even anger towards your brother is like murder in the heart. Mm -hmm. So we understand that sin is the foundational issue that separates us from God. And I think we, we can't fully appreciate the sinfulness of sin, as you put it, without an understanding of the holiness of God. Mm. Um, God's holiness is, and you know, when we talk about holy, he's, he's set apart in every single way, he's set apart from his creation, everything and, and, uh, and everyone that he has created. But when we think about his holiness, there, there's a purity to it. There's a perfection to it. Mm -hmm. He's perfectly righteous. He, he is perfectly just. He never does what is wrong. He, he always does what is good. And I remember when Jesus went to, uh, the rich young ruler came to Jesus and called him good teacher. And Jesus said to him, are, are you sure you understand what you're saying by calling me good? Because only God, God alone is good. So we understand that the holiness of God demands absolute perfection. Mm -hmm. And so that starting from that disobedience um, of <clears throat> Adam and as well as Eve in the garden, that, that was the curse placed upon all mankind, that the curse that we see all around us now um, in our own hearts and in our own natures. And, and certainly, yes, I, I deal with sin on a regular basis, but not just in other people, but it is in my heart. I see mm -hmm. it. I feel it. Mm -hmm. it's, a, it's a regular war that's, uh, that, that's within the heart. And we have to remind ourselves that it is that very sin that separated us from God. And it is that very sin that led to Jesus Christ having to take on the full wrath of God for those three hours of darkness while he was on the cross uh, to take it upon his own body, uh, past, present, uh, and future. And that, that only by that sacrificial work do we find reconciliation with God, do we find forgiveness of those sins. Mm -hmm. So to, to understand our sin... Uh, to the sinfulness of sin, if you will. It's to understand that that is the foundational problem. That is the very reason why we needed salvation. That is the very reason why our good works are nothing more than filthy rags before God. Mm. And, and that is the very reason why Jesus Christ had to come and pay the ultimate price. And what I often like to remind people, Jesus Christ, he paid the price that we deserve to pay, not mm -hmm. him. He, he, he deserved eternal glory and exaltation. Mm -hmm. but, but he took on the ultimate price that, that we never that we deserve but never have to pay in order that we may enjoy the ultimate reward that we never deserved mm. right um, and so all that is on account of sin itself the, the rebellion against God doing what is wrong and and we you know this even those who are have not been exposed to the law um, I, I mean Paul made the argument in Romans chapter 5 that even from Adam to Moses, uh, death reigned in mankind. Well, mm -hmm. why was that? Because death was a result of sin. Mm -hmm. and, uh, and, and so we, we know that, that sin leads to death, uh, justifiably so. And, uh, and, and without, without Christ, we, we would have no hope. We, we'd be absolutely hopeless. So, so sin, we, we have to, as we grow and mature as Christians, we, we've got to grow in our hatred of our own sin, as well as, um, as just sin in general. And, and, and understanding that the only solution for it is not not moral correction, it's not uh, it's not social reform, right? It's it's not um, all, all these external good works going about trying to feed the poor, find homes for the homeless, and all those kinds of. It's bringing the gospel to people people because that is the only solution that people have, um, and it's all because of sin. Wow, that is uh, that's so good, man. Um record just making sure it said error i'm like wait a minute don't error me <laughs> up he said all of that i wouldn't be able to say that again <laughs> all right this is the one time i need you to work please work <laughs> so with us now uh just joining us uh 
is uh, another brother that I met uh, via the Twitter engine and then uh, in person uh, at the uh, G3 conference as well. Uh, his name is Nathaniel Jolly. How you doing t today, sir? Hey, brother. I'm well. Thanks for having me on. Yeah, man. Can you uh, kind of give us who you are and uh, what you do so everybody can understand uh, who you are? And then I'm going to connect the dots here in a second. Yeah. Um, well, like you said, my name is Nathaniel Jolly. I am uh, the pastor of Homer Reformed Baptist Church, which is a church plant um, way out in a tiny little bitty state called Alaska. <laughs> Wow. It's actually it's several, state. several sizes bigger than Texas. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. So uh, we've been out here for uh, about about a year and a half now uh, planning a church. And so, um, yeah. So, uh, yeah, Alaska, that is that is pretty far away from where we are here in Bowie, Maryland. Bowie spelled yeah. like David Bowie, but we say it in Bowie because that's what we do. We don't know any better. Um, now here is the connection between the two. So w wait a minute. How did you all meet? That's a, that's, I'm going to ask that question first. How did you, Nathaniel Jolly and Eki Chepsaporntai Chai meet? I'd see, I'm, I'm mixing up. I can't say you just <laughs> Eki to me. I just Eki T. There you go. How'd y'all meet? You go. Yeah, we met on Twitter actually. Okay. Um, and, uh, e Eki you know, posted some really amazing stuff and he continues to do so. And uh, he'll pay me for that, uh, <laughs> later, but, um, yeah. And monopoly I was, money. <laughs> yeah. And so that's how, that's how we got connected. Okay. So it was a Twitter connection. Okay. And, uh, you were probably, uh, watching, uh, Eki emotionally shove people, uh, day in and day out. <laughs> <laughs> That is an inside joke. People that uh, follow us and you know follow him on Twitter will understand. Yeah, and if, that, you, if but, you know the if you know the Twitter cow, <laughs> yeah, the the Twitter cow, yeah, that guy. So, well, awesome. So, uh, actually, also, can you Nathaniel kind of give an update of uh, your connection now? And, you know what you all do together. Yeah, absolutely. So um, shortly after we met, um, Eki came on as uh, the co-host of the Truth Be Known podcast. And so we both pa pastor churches and our podcast is, um, yeah, just that two pastors dealing with uh, various theological topics as well as um, current issues and that sort of thing from a pastoral theological perspective. Yeah, um, I'm going to post a link in our show notes so you all uh, can listen to it as well. Um, it is a phenomenal podcast. Uh, I, uh, I wish they did it all together, but they had to break it up, uh, different weeks. The, uh, conversation of Calvinism versus Arminianism. And I think there was, <laughs> it was good. It was like, you had one and then you had another, you know, back to back. It's like, man, if they put them all together, I could just listen all the way through, but you had some other good topics in between there. So, uh, it was still perfect to, to kind of go through and, and listen to those really good, uh, really good stuff there. So, uh, Nathaniel, I actually asked, uh, Eki a question and I'm going to pose the same question to you as well. And, uh, this question is actually a question, uh, about sin and, uh, Eki being a pastor, um, you know, he, obviously he deals with it on, on a daily basis, not just from, uh, the people that he shepherds, but also his own heart. He mentioned, 
Um, so, you know, can you kind of give me a rundown and help uh, folks understand from your perspective, because uh, not necessarily your perspective, because it's going to be a biblical perspective, uh, but you will explain it a little differently as our, my pastor, Matt, and then how Eki did it, the sinfulness of sin. And the context of it was uh, me just kind of meditating on Hebrews 12 and the uh, specifically the verse that talks about sin that so easily entangles um, and not just the uh, well, that is the King, King James version, the elect standard version, the ESV actually says uh, it is a uh, sin that uh, so close that is that is so close. So can you kind of give me you know, an understanding uh, sinfulness of sin? Yeah, so I think you're referring to the first couple of verses of chapter 12, right, mm-hmm. Hebrews. Yep. Um, yeah, the sinfulness of sin. Uh, well, I don't know exactly what you're asking, um, but uh, Eki, quickly, text me your answer. No, I'm only kidding. <laughs> you, you know, ultimately, when we're talking about sin, we're talking about that which separates us from God, mm. right? You go back to Genesis, and uh, which wasn't really the first. You really go back to Lucifer, and you see that. Oh. Um, oh, and, he... and then you go to, you go all the way back to the fall of Lucifer, right? And, oh, and yeah. you see pride, and pride was the first sin that we see. Mm. Uh, and it's, and it's, that's very interesting because you then when you go to Genesis, it's the very same sin that you see uh, come up into Genesis. And so ultimately, sin is that which separates us from God now. Scripture speaks of sin in various ways, in various forms. It's, it can be sin, you know, is referred to as that which misses the mark of, of holiness, uh, you know, holiness being absolute perfection in, in every way, shape, and form, um, and speaks of it in several, several other ways. But, you know, I think in terms of us and the sinfulness of sin, uh, we, we'd go back to understand um, human nature since the fall, right? We, we all died in Adam, and so therefore we are all sinful creatures now, mm. the doctrine of original sin. Um, and I think I like, you know, lots of guys have said it this way. I, I, I think uh, MacArthur have heard recently say it just because I've been listening some, to some of his things, but the reality is we as people, um, we, we aren't sinners because we sin. We sin because we are sinners, mm. Um, and, and so that's who we are. You go to Ephesians chapter two, I think it is. And it talks about the fact that we're dead in our trespasses and sins. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's why we need Christ. That's why we need, you know, I think it's verse four that, but God, we need the intervention of God because, uh, of the sinfulness of sin, because it's really who we are. It's our identity before Christ is wrapped up in that. So I don't know if that answers your question, but uh, that was for free. <laughs> All right. Just send me a bill for the other stuff. So here's a, here's the funny part about it. I, I I knew that asking the both, you know, both of you this question, I would get a different answer, but you're literally just taking it out of different parts of the Bible, which is why I love it when uh you know, I loved it when I was hanging out with you all because it was like you all, we were all reading the same Bible, you know, and, and, and teaching biblically. So it, it, I love it. You, you know, uh, Eki, I'm going to tell you what Eki said. Eki came from the aspect of a, a uh, uh, you know, defining, let's define terms. Like I, I love that. But, and you did it in a different way, but then you went to another 
another part of, of where sin is and other part of the Bible, I, I should say. So I love it. Now, in view of that, since you all have kind of given that sin, we can literally just transition to, and Eki, you kind of started this. You said, you know, the beginnings, like, you know, it starts with the holiness of God. So Nathaniel, kind of give us, you know, help us understand that holiness. You, you've helped us understand ourselves, you know, our sin. Both of you have done that. Now, help, 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 help the, the folks listening to understand God's holiness as well. Yeah, what a very light, simple subject. Um, it's not like there have been scores of books written on volumes and volumes on God's holiness. But one or two, you know, and in all seriousness, uh, God Himself defines what it is and what Internet. it means to be holy. Right? Mm-hmm. We. Yeah, that's what it is. It's Alaska's internet. Yeah, yeah that, that, Can that, you that, hear me? Yeah, your connection's getting slow. It's uh, okay. cutting in and out. Can you hear me now? Yeah, we can hear you. Yeah. Okay. So I was saying that um, when we talk about holiness, God himself defines holiness because he himself is holy. And so for us um, as his creatures, holiness is very simply, I think, um, imitating the, the character of God mm. um, and the likeness of God. In its most simplistic um, explanation, I, I think we could say that's what holiness is. Now, it, it gets complicated in detail when we start breaking down how that applies to our day-to-day lives. Um, but we have a book, as Tom Askell always says, right? We've been given a book, and that book tells us the Bible um, of God's nature and God's character. And so when we strive to reflect God's character and God's nature, what we're doing is we're striving for holiness. Mm. Um, and we see the call to holiness all throughout scripture, right? Be holy because he's holy. Uh, Old Testament uh, re- re-quoted in uh, Peter in, in the New Testament. And so what that's saying is strive to be like God, strive to imitate God. I mean, this is what it means to be a Christian, right? Um, to, to strive to imitate Christ, to be like Christ, to look like Christ, to love the things Christ loves, to hate the things Christ hates. Uh, and, and that is all, all of that is a part of what it means to be holy. Um, you, you know, holiness is, is perfection in, in every way, in every category, uh, in, in every, it's perfection in love, perfection in justice, perfection in wrath even, um, what we're angry at. We're, we're to hate sin, and when we, and God hates sin perfectly, and so there's holiness even in that, and so that's what we talk, that's what we mean when we're talking about being holy, is basically when people look at us, they see something more closely that resembles God. We are not God, but we are God's creatures, and we're made in His image. And so, the the more we look like Him, the the holier we are. Hmm. Eki, you want to follow that? Yeah, I, I was just thinking of uh, Ephesians uh, chapter one, verse four. Just as He chose us in Him before the foundation of the world, that we would be holy 
and blameless before him. Mm -hmm. uh, without holiness, no one would see the Lord. Mm -hmm. And so Jesus Christ, when he was sent into the world to die for our sins, it was with the express purpose of making us holy. Um, so we were made holy. We are positionally holy, obviously he set us apart for his own purposes. The reason why we still remain here, even though the eternal state has not yet come, uh, is that we are here to, to be holy and, and to be able to accomplish God's purposes in a world that hates God, really. Um, so holiness is what we are, um, but holiness should also be reflected in our behavior. And that passage that Nathaniel was talking about out, out of First Peter, the way he applies it is essentially that you are not to be, you are no longer to be conformed to your former manner of life, to your former lusts, um, but, but instead as, as obedient children, um, we are to show ourselves to be holy because that's exactly what he called us to be. Now, how does, how does one become holy then? You know, obviously it's out, you know, only inside of Christ, but how does right. one become holy? Like, what does that process look like? Yeah, well, I mean, you got to start with the gospel, right? You got to mm -hmm. start with the work that Jesus Christ performed on the cross and, and recognizing that there is no works that we bring to the table mm -hmm. um, to make ourselves holy. We, our sins have to be forgiven, but it's not merely just our sins have to be forgiven, but we need the righteousness of God, right? So this is where we get into the double imputation, the second Corinthians five twenty one. Um, that he made what is the double imputation. You, double you, imputation. You're bringing out I'm the, just the big, big words, words tonight. <laughs> you coming with the big guns that you, I see you popping your guns on, on the zoom, making your guns. <laughs> hey, you know, the, bigger. The, the three of us were right in the front row of that picture of G three, man. Right. <laughs> and you, and the, you the, just, the flex, the flex crew. <laughs> right. Right. I, I gotta, I, I gotta slow you down a little bit with the W imputation, the double imputation. Oh, yeah. I need you to, to kind of explain what that is. Yeah, it, impute, uh, it could also mean reckoned. It's basically to uh, account to someone uh, something that they wouldn't have had on their own. Mm. And, and we see this early on in uh, Genesis chapter, I want to say 15, uh, verse 4 or 6, where, uh, where we read that Abraham believed and it was imputed or reckoned to him mm -hmm. as righteousness. Mm -hmm. So God considered Abraham righteous, even though he was not perfectly righteous, mm. but he considered him righteous just on the basis of his faith in God. Mm -hmm. And that's only made possible from the future, you know, from the future sacrifice that Jesus Christ would make. So we, we have the righteousness of God imputed to us, given to us uh, by faith, but Jesus Christ took on our sin. Um, so there was a there was a double transfer, um, and and it's a win win for us uh, because Jesus Christ took our sin, He bore it on His body when He took the full wrath of God in those three hours of darkness, and as a result, He gave us His righteousness. So the amazing thing is the promise of Scripture is that God no longer sees our sins; um, He sees the righteousness of God. You see, without our sins, if we if we are just forgiven of our sins and nothing else. Um, we still aren't necessarily righteous. We're more in a neutral position where we haven't um, disobeyed God. Um, but what God demands is perfection and, and holiness. And so we, we need that righteousness to God. So the double imputation, 2 Corinthians 5.21 says that God made Christ who knew no sin to become sin on our behalf that we might become the righteousness of God in him. Um, so we gave Jesus Christ our sin. He gave us his righteousness and, and that is how we achieve that holiness. So holiness starts with the gospel. It's, it starts with the understanding of what Jesus Christ did, and then understanding that for us, it's not by any works, 
but rather it's to repent and believe. We repent of our former manner of life and put our faith into the Lord Jesus Christ. Um, and by confessing him as Lord, that means that we have a new authority. Uh, we are no longer slaves to sin. We are no longer slaves to the evil one. We are now slaves of Christ. In fact, I see it right there on your shirt. Doulos Iesu Christu. That's uh, Greek for slave of Jesus Christ. And so that's exactly what we are. And Jesus calls us to, to follow him. You know, if anyone wishes to come after me, he must uh, uh, deny himself, bear his cross and, and follow me. And, and so that, that's the call for us. And that's how we get holiness is not by any of our works, it's by the works of Jesus Christ. So usually uh, at the end of the podcast, I have someone, uh, the pastor that I'm interviewing or talking to give the gospel. Um, is that what you were doing? You were just kind of, you know, putting it ahead of time. So, or, or did it just, <laughs> did it just work out that, you, you know, you could give a, a very clear call to the gospel right then and there? I mean, I, I think that worked out pretty well. Uh, Nathaniel, as far as, uh, what, what all the things that, uh, that Eki just said, uh, I see you, I see you, 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 are shaking. You, you want to add a little bit to the, to the conversation. I'm, I'm, I'm very anxious to hear what you're saying. Oh, I mean, I was just nodding in agreement. Uh, yeah. Eki said some really awesome stuff like he normally does. Yeah. Um, yeah. It, it, you know, I mean, you can't talk about holiness without talking about the gospel, mm. right? I mean, this is a gospel conversation because without the gospel, there is no no holiness. If, if I were to add anything, the only thing I would add is that w when we speak about holiness, I think we have to understand holiness in two uh, two ways. One is our positional holiness, which Eki spoke about. Mm. Um, when we, when Christ renews us, um, when we're adopted, when we're redeemed, when we're saved, when we're made new, we are made holy in the sight of God. So that's one aspect. And then I think the second aspect is kind of the not yet um, mm. aspect. And that is now uh, we have to walk in sanctification, mm -hmm. right? Which we, we would understand sanctification to be, uh, you know, positional sanctification. And in, in other words, you're already made holy. Um, and then progressive sanctification, we progress in holiness as we grow in Christ, as we learn to be, as we walk in obedience and those sort of things. And so we have those two different truths. Every Christian is perfectly holy in the sight of God because of the righteousness and holiness of Christ. And yet, um, we are told to pursue holiness in our living, in our actions, um, in our deeds. And so we understand it in both of those ways. And so one would not um, merely want to understand that they're holy and, and that be the end of their journey, but then they would also need to understand that because I am holy, now I need to reflect that in my life here on earth, mm. um, in my obedience, in my living, in my speech, in the way I treat my children, my spouse, my neighbors, uh, that sort of thing. That's good. Yeah, and, and, and the, word, um, the word in Greek for sanctification, that comes from the same word as holy, right? Hagiazo. Um, so they, they share the same root. In fact, saints also shares the same root. So saints are literally holy ones. Holy ones. Um, yeah. Sanctify is, is basically the verb form, the hagiazo. Uh, and uh, and, and to, to be holy, um, that, that means that we are, we are set apart. So it's all the same word in, in the Greek, just applied in different ways. 
That's good. I didn't, I didn't know that. That's really good. Um, we are, um, our men's Bible study is, uh, um, <clears throat> our, the, the, he, so we did it once Matt went five years, uh, literally just talking about two scriptures. Um, uh, <laughs> and <laughs> the, 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 the thing is, is, uh, second Timothy, uh, four, seven, uh, you know, what is it? The first part, uh, ignoring, you know, you know, yeah. babble, uh, but you know, yeah. training yourself to godliness. What is mm-hmm. it? Ignore. Uh, I, I should pull it up. Pull up the actual uh, scripture. Um, but uh, ignore something myths. It was it was uh, wives' tales is the way he described it. Uh, but rather train yourself to godliness. And then um, I want to say it's First Timothy three eighteen. I don't know if it's yes. First Timothy uh, three eighteen and uh, literally two. You know, First Peter four seven. Sorry, not Second Peter. First Peter four seven, and uh, and he, am I wrong? Yeah, that's right. Um, and then Second Peter three eighteen. Uh, but grow in the grace and knowledge of Lord Jesus Christ. Those two scriptures. Uh, every other Saturday, we've been talking about it, and godliness is really what we have been describing and uh, talking about. So I see a lot of connections between those two the holiness and the godliness. And, uh, mm-hmm. uh, we define it as the, uh, one of the definitions of godliness is our response to God's holiness. Um, and that's what we've been talking through. Just outstanding. I wish y'all could be here for it, but y'all have, you know, jobs and stuff in, in other States. <laughs> so, but you'd have, you'd, you'd love it. But, um, but I, I appreciate you all kind of walking us through that. I mean, that's, that's really good. Um, to hear and especially I love the different perspectives it's this we're talking about literally the same concepts but it's just a a different perspective coming uh, from one way to another so that's really good so um, as we're closing up um, actually I do want you Nathaniel now to kind of pull everything together and kind of summarize and uh, give us the gospel of Jesus Christ if you will yeah, I'd love to, brother. Um, well, first of all, gospel means good news, right? And that's something we should never forget. And and it is the good news. It, it's not just a good news in in the midst of lots of other good newses. It's the only truly good news. And I think when we talk about the gospel, we have to start with the fact that man is separated from God because of sin, which we've been talking about. Right, the sinfulness of man is that which separates. Because we sin, God's perfect justice demands a penalty, demands his wrath. And the gospel is that Jesus Christ came to pay that penalty for those who would put their faith and their trust in him. And, and that's good news. And, and so we talked about imputation, and, and that's what happens in this gospel message. For those who profess Jesus Christ as Savior and as Lord, who believe in their heart that he's the Son of God, that he was resurrected, that he now sits at the right hand of the Father, who have repented for their sins and trust on him for their salvation, they are then, by faith and faith alone, saved, and the and the righteousness of Christ is imputed to them. And so they are made holy before Almighty God, Christ having paid the penalty and the wrath that they deserve, that we deserved. 
and, and that's that's the gospel. It's that's good. Holy, he's coming back. He's coming back. Holy, a work of God, letting him. Ooh. Well, I cut out there. Can you hear me? Yeah, yeah. We, 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 we lost you there for a moment. And uh, well, I have no idea where I was at. We, so. we got some good pieces of the gospel. Trust me, it was it was good. <laughs> Ironically, you ended when you said, and that's the gospel. And it was like, then everything else just, yeah, just kind of, you know, so it was yeah, actually. It just went crazy because you, you were trying to add to the gospel. And so <laughs> Zoom uh, interrupted. And... <laughs> and that is a gospel issue. <laughs> that is a gospel issue. It is. That's good. Well, I really appreciate you all uh, coming on and uh, and 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 talking to us um, once again. Uh, Eki and Nathaniel are the hosts of the Truth Be Known podcast, and uh, I'm going to put the link in the show notes. Um, part of the um, <clears throat> part of the time that uh, Matt is going to be away from the mic, I'm going to be introducing you to uh, you all to some new podcasts uh, that you may not have heard of. Uh, but that are great podcasts, great resources for myself that I listen to there in my regular rotation. And, uh, you know, I highly encourage you to click on the link and uh, subscribe and then leave a five-star review for uh, them as well uh, so that they can uh, be pushed up because the truth needs to be known. And um, you'll love it because some guy with a, a British accent comes on and introduces the show uh, I'm not even sure who it is, <laughs> but I'm not like, me. <laughs> I'm like, it's neither one of them. Cause, uh, Eki definitely doesn't sound like that. And Nathaniel cannot no. sound like that. Cause he's from the South. So, <laughs> so yeah, so I really appreciate you all coming on. And, uh, what we'll do now is, um, you know, uh, transition now. So you all can now listen to, uh, the other podcast and, uh, appreciate you all coming on once again uh please subscribe to our podcast if you have not um the uh information will be there as well tell a friend about it and we'll see you soon take care thanks for tuning in today please subscribe to the podcast and leave a comment if you have a question please send them to the truth talks podcast at gmail.com visit our instagram and twitter at the truth talks podcast and visit our website at bellcroftbiblechurch.org Delighting in the word that we might walk in the truth. A ministry of Bellcroft Bible Church. If you want to hear God speak to you, read your Bible. If you want to hear God speak to you audibly, read it out loud. Hey, uh, so Nathaniel, I, I, I want to, this is kind of like the, uh, the, the, the hidden track on, on a lot of records. I asked Eki this question, but I want to ask you this question now. What, uh, how did you even come to the fact to, to, you know, how'd you come into, into ministry? You know, um, what, what, what made you realize that that was a call of ministry on your life? Where, where, where'd that come from? Well, um, yeah, well, I got saved. I came to Christ in, um, my kind of first year of college mm -hmm. and uh sort of sort of the the graduating between senior and and freshman year in college and i think you know i was in the church for about a year and um i just i 
I, I just pretty instantly had love for to know what scripture taught. And, um, and I, I enjoyed, you know, teaching other guys around me who knew less than I did uh, about what I discovered in scripture. And so I guess that's kind of how it started. And then a few people in the church picked up on that and said, well, you know, maybe, you know, maybe you're called to actually be in ministry. Mm. Um, and I think when they said that, just something sparked in me and you no, know, I think the sort of my desires and things, uh, plans before that just sort of faded mm. away and that yeah. just sort of took off throughout the years and, uh, and that sort of thing. So I, for me, that's kind of how it happened. Um, yeah. That's awesome. Well, I appreciate that, man. And, uh, Eki, uh, my wife isn't home yet, so, um, we might have to, I'm sorry, we'll get, give her, give her our love. I will. Um, I will. Yeah. And happy anniversary, Nathaniel. Oh yeah, that's right. Yeah. Happy seventh anniversary, despite what the trolls say. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I, I haven't been on Twitter yet today, so I, I probably but will see some funky stuff on there, I guess. You're back I hadn't now. said the most trolling thing I could say that is Buddy Bone. Hold on. You, you, Buddies, yeah. you're, you told me when we met at G3. Yeah. When you met at G3, you told me to post something that would be like troll candy, and I've never posted it for that reason. Do you, do you remember what it was? We, I, we, I don't we, remember. We were talking, and uh, I'm scared now. Yeah, and your and your wife would your your wife was like, you know, I really he he's black. I I, I just feel like he's black. She said that to you? <laughs> no, to you. And then you came and told me. Yeah, you know, I spent most of my life in the ghetto and, right. and living in Africa. Right. And um and and you were like, you should post that on Twitter. And I and I said, No, I'm not doing that. Because I'll, <laughs> I'll get eaten alive. Um but uh yeah. it, but it is interesting because I, you know, I grew up the only white right neighborhood that alaska internet man i'm telling you yeah it's 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 choppy yeah actually now i, I think white um, kid in my school and I it's, it's catching back. back up yeah it's catching back up now yeah that that alaska internet is, is something serious <laughs> yeah sorry sorry brothers you're all it's good how it is here Yep. You got to come visit us someday. Yeah, this that'll uh we, I got to we got to find some time and then uh you know, we we definitely I definitely want to. I I tell you that. And I've heard a lot of stories about Alaska, so I want to make sure that, you know, at least some of them are true. So, yeah. I'm sure they are. <laughs> all right. Well, I appreciate you gentlemen and uh I will uh talk to you all soon and uh if you're still listening after all of that, thank you for listening to the Truth Talks podcast. Uh, you all take care. Bye-bye.